This is Canvas, a show all about iPad productivity. My name is Fraser Spears, and I'm joined as always by Federico Vitigi. Hi, Fraser. Uh, how are you? And my second question is, are you surviving under a heavy load of snow? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we are just about surviving. We're on, we're on certain kinds of rations, but uh, we're running out of milk. <laughs> but apart from that, we're doing fine. <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got about 45 to 50 centimeters of snow here in Scotland. This, uh, <laughs> wow. This is the, the beast from the east, they're calling it. So, uh, um, oh, that, is that the name in the, in the, in the UK? The yeah. beast from the east? <laughs> <laughs> That's really calling it. It's, you guys have sent it over to us. So. Uh, I think in, yeah. in Italy the news gave it some kind of name, like like Borean or something, like a okay. like a proper name. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know why they give names to uh, storms, well, but it's we a, we name the storms, but this this is just coldness. So it's the, uh, the beast from yeah, the east. The beast from the east <laughs> is what they're calling it. It seems, seems like a wrestler. I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but the problem we've got at the moment is normally when it snows here, it actually goes above freezing after it snows. Uh, and this time it's been like minus two, minus three and very windy. So none of the snow has melted and it's just kept falling and falling and falling. And, oh boy. Uh, we've <laughs> now got, um, you know, three foot long icicles hanging off the building and things like that. So, mm. uh, Which is, it's, it's, this is interesting because the topic we're going to cover today is sort mm -hmm. of predicated upon people being around <laughs> and yep. you cannot really be around in those conditions. <laughs> <laughs> or at least you can make, use this tool to make sure people aren't lost, which is maybe the other question. I guess, yeah. yeah you may want to get a version for dogs quite soon. I saw some dogs walking down the street that were uh, barely keeping their nose above the level of the snow. So, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we are talking, Federico, this week about Find My Friends, which yes. is is a, a, in my opinion, a, a too little known application that comes with every iOS device, and I, I think is fantastic. And we we use it uh, regularly in our family. And to give you some idea of how much we use it, it's right on the home screen of my iPhone. Uh, I probably open it every single day for oh, one wow. reason or another. So it's it's yeah. really become very embedded in our family and my sort of circle of friends. And there's a lot. In this little application, it doesn't look like much when you look at it and you sort of wonder, uh, what's that for? And it doesn't look like it does very much, but actually it becomes very useful when you kind of open up some of the use cases for it. So I think we'll take a deep dive into Find My Friends this week. Yes, I want to know more because I um, I don't think I have a specific use case for this, but um, I want to use it more and you've been using it a lot. So I, I need to know all the secrets to Find My Friends. Okay, well, just to kick off, really, Find My Friends is a, it's a wee bit like Twitter for location in the sense that it's asymmetric in the same way that Twitter is asymmetric. Uh, I can follow you or you can follow me, but we don't have to mutually follow each other. Uh, it's, it, it can be one way and it doesn't have to be two ways. So it's, it's basically a location sharing and monitoring service that's built into iOS. So you can do active sharing, but you can also do monitoring of other people's locations uh, on a kind of one-off basis as they move around the world. Now, the first thing to say when you talk about location is people get freaked out about people being spied on or anything like that. So one of the things that you have to understand about Find My Friends is it's all permission-based. So it's not like Apple's tracking your phone and then they tell other people when you let them. Uh, the, the whole thing is, is built on permission. So until you actively hit 
a button, multiple buttons to share your location with somebody else, uh, nobody's getting to know where you are necessarily. So it's it's not something that you have to worry that Apple's kind of tracking your every move or anything like that, unless you've set this whole system up, in which case, uh, even then they're not actually tracking your every move. And we'll talk about that in a little second about how, how frequently and regularly Find My Friends updates, uh, but they will report your location to other people under certain circumstances. So that's the basics of it, and and really what you how you get started is you have to share your location with someone else, and this is quite straightforward because when you launch Find My Friends, all you do is you hit the add button at the top, and then you send a location share to somebody. The easiest way to do it is if you're with the person, you can just airdrop uh, a share of your location to that person, and what you're doing there is you're not just sending a one-off location; you're actually establishing a relationship there, where that person will be able to see your location but that won't necessarily create the opposite relationship where you can see the other person's location you can then ask to see their location or they can actively share it with you but it's you create the relationship one way at a time and not two way in one go you also have some other options federico one is uh, you can share when you can decide when the share expires so you can share for one hour you can share till the end of the day, uh, or you can share indefinitely, and indefinitely sets up that sort of permanent relationship. But sharing for one hour and sharing for the end of the day is quite good if you don't really know the person uh, that well, but you're trying to converge on a spot. Uh, and it's one of the ways in which it, it can be quite helpful to introduce people to Find My Friends. Uh, you were asking me off air just before we came on about how do you kind of get people to use Find My Friends. And the way I've kind of brought people into it is when, say, for example, we go on holiday with other families and what we'll do is we'll share our location with each other, you know, till the end of the day for the day that we're traveling. And then we all know where everybody is. If somebody gets delayed in the car or they take they take a wrong turn or they get there early or something like that, we know we know where people are. So uh, that's an easy way to get people into it without a kind of, uh, you know, a social network commitment, if you like. It's, it's more, it can be more ad hoc than that. But eventually you can upgrade to indefinite location sharing. And I have a number of friends and also family members for whom we, we indefinitely share each other's location and it's often helpful as well. With me so far? Yes, um, I'm trying to imagine like what kind of people <laughs> I should ask to. Like I'm trying to imagine, <laughs> should I ask my parents to, to mm-hmm. set this up? Uh, but then again, I it's not like I really want to track my parents. Uh, I'm tr- I guess this is more oriented towards like if you... I see two possible scenarios. Either you have a family and you want to keep track of your children and you want to know when your, when your wife leaves work or something, or you are at a social type of event um i heard from someone on twitter that they find find my friends useful when they go for example downtown they had they have drinks with friends Mm -hmm. and then they temporarily set a location sharing up for like an hour so they can know when everybody gets back home and then the location sharing stops which i think it's a really interesting idea i'm pretty sure that you know third-party apps exist just for this but this is a free app made by Apple, and it can do that. So that, yeah, you know, that kind of idea, I think it's really interesting. Yeah, the, there's lots of different social scenarios in which you would you would use Find My Friends, and I think I, I have a kind of a relatively vanilla way of using it, which is you know my my wife and my two oldest kids are on Find My Friends with me, and my sister and my mother and people like that, and we because we all live kind of nearby each other, so we we can see you know is is mum at home? Should we go around? Is my sister there? Can the kids go around and visit her or whatever? Um, and and sometimes it's quite good as a way to you know if the kids ask me, oh, can we go around and see Auntie Lorna? Um, 
I can say, well, I, look, I can see her on the map and she's not at home, so don't don't even bother putting your shoes on because she's not there. Uh, whereas other times, if I know she's home, maybe I could text her and say, okay, if the kids come around. So it's stuff like that where you can kind of be aware of somebody's location uh, without having to necessarily bother them all the time and say, hey, are you at home? Can we come around? Mm-hmm. You can at least say, well, I know you're not there. So that's how that works. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me tell you a little bit about looking at once you've got friends, if you have people into the system, the way that you look at them is it will basically show you their contact photograph on a map. And what it will do is it will it will give you a, a reasonable it will try and zoom out to an area where you can see a bunch of people, um, but it won't show it won't zoom out so far that you can see every one of your friends. So, for example, I have a friend, uh, Tom Bridge, who I fought, I share a location with him, but he lives in Washington D.C. for mo- for the most part. He was over here visiting last week, so I've still got his fr- his location in my app. Um, so it doesn't show me like you know an area between Scotland and Washington D.C. It just it leaves Tom out of the picture and it shows me the local friends first, which is kind of the sensible thing to do because that's usually the area you care. about the most um, mm-hmm. and you'll see there's a map in the top half of the screen this is on an iPhone and on the bottom half of the screen you've got a list of all the people that you, whose location you can get to see so you can actually dive into individual people's location by tapping on them as well as seeing a kind of overall map of who might be nearby and you say well if, if I'm concerned about this person in particular I can tap on them and it'll zoom to exactly where they are as well so it's quite a handy way just to get a, get a glance and see well who's who's nearby or is somebody in an unusual place or something like that. That can be quite helpful too. Mm -hmm. Can you organize your friends in groups or, you know, label type of organization? There's not a grouping feature. There is basically favorites and non-favorites. So you can, you can mark a, a user as a favorite and then they'll sort in a group at the top of that list and you can reorder that group. But you can't make multiple groups. You can only make fa- there's a favorite group that comes at the top, and then there's everybody else. Uh, there All is right. a, there is actually a hard limit on Find My Friends of of you you can follow a hundred people, and hundred people can follow you, and that's it. So uh, I mean, I, I maybe have ten people in my list. You know, it's not. I don't think anybody's got a very huge following on Find My Friends, but it's uh, that that's kind of the upper limit of what you can do with it. So it's kind of a personal service. It's not really to broadcast mm. to the world as such. Yeah. Plus, you can you really have more than a hundred friends in your life? Well, know. true. Yeah, true. Dunbar would say <laughs> 150, but that's all. Yeah. Mm. Um, let me tell you a little bit, Federico. This is this is my what I derive from observation and using Find My Friends. I, I there's no real documentation about exactly how Find My Friends works on a technical level, but this is roughly what I see when I use the app. Is that even when you're in a Find My Friends relationship with someone else. Uh, you're not being tracked by the minute as you move around the world. Basically what happens, I think, is when when one of the people who follow you look on the app to see where you are, the iCloud system will locate, send a message to your device to ask your device to report its location back to find my friends. So whenever, like, I know that my wife doesn't have very many other people who follow her location, so whenever I go and look at her location, it can often be quite out of date. It can be, you know, an, an hour ago, Carolyn was here, or two hours ago, she was in this place. And then if I just keep watching it for maybe the same kind of time that an iPhone would take to get a fix on its location, well, her phone wakes up and figures out where it is now and reports it back to find my friends, um, I can see old data and then it'll jump to wherever she is now. Uh, and so that's on that basis, I sort of think that 
Find My Friends is not a continuous tracking service. It's an on-demand tracking service. So when I'm looking for her location, it will it will find a, a, a quick fix and show it to me. But it's not got an up-to-date thing every single time uh, whenever she moves around. It doesn't always report it back. It only reports it back on demand. So uh, that's, that's my feeling for how my Find My Friends works. Sometimes also when we're doing, I mentioned traveling with other people, what we'll do is I'll sometimes sit and watch their progress on the map. But what I tend to see there is it's between one and five minutes it will update at a time if somebody's moving. Uh, so I can be sitting there, you know, watching somebody driving down the motorway and they'll, they'll be there and then it'll, they'll jump 20 miles because they've, they've gone that distance in, in a few minutes or whatever. Uh, so it, it can be... It's not totally real time, but it, it can be reasonably useful on a large scale. It's not going to tell you, you're not going to sort of see a dot going around the corner of the block right next to you. It's mm. not quite that fine, fine detailed, mm. but it's, uh, it's good enough for you know, larger scale travel and, and following people around that way. Mm. Do, do you know if, um, if the, the person you're, you are tracking, um, if they enable low power mode, does it have an effect on the frequency of uh, location updates? Um, I don't know for sure. I, I would imagine that it probably would um, because I suppose the way that Find My Friends is built is par partly to save data and also to save battery life on the other person's phone because, you know, if somebody was looking at your location and, and keeping your GPS on all the time, uh, that would, you sort of have a mystery battery drain and you wouldn't know why because somebody else is, is peeking in, into your phone and keeping it hot. But uh, I'm not sure if low power mode exactly affects it. Maybe it just slows it down Uh, in the same way that it does with other things on the phone as well. Okay, so I have a few questions for you. Okay. Uh, so we, we established that it can be used both for families and for, and for friends. Mm -hmm. um, do you have other um, typical use cases for Find My Friends? Yeah, so I mentioned, I mentioned the travel one where there may be multiple cars going to the same destination. That's a good one. I've got a couple of older kids who now carry an iPhone. And one of the things I know my wife uses it for is on days when the kids walk to school themselves, she can just use that to see, did the kids get to school okay? You know, it, it, has their location moved to school? And and that's uh, that's another yeah, useful way to do that. I often think that it would be cool for Apple to provide something that was kind of like the Apple Watch, but all it did was report its location back to find my friends. And that could be something for, you know, Uh, parents of younger kids to you know maybe get for their kids and, and it's not it's not a watch it's not a phone all it does is report a location but uh, that's a free product idea if the apple wants to work on that one there's another feature that i use in find my friends a lot which is notifications which we'll come on to in a little bit um, but i use that quite a lot when my wife's at work and maybe i've picked up the kids from school and i'm at home and i've got to get some stuff ready for when she gets home But I want to maybe get a ping when she leaves work so I can start on that job and uh, leave behind the other things that I've been working on as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and my other question would be, um, how does this tie into the family sharing feature of iOS? Um, yeah, it, it does actually do that. It's If you set up a family group, what you will basically get is you'll get a, a group-wise sharing request so that everything you put into your family group will be offered the opportunity to share the location with all the other people in the family group. So it's essentially kind of a one-click way to set up a, a large number of connections and find my friends. It's obviously optional for every person in the family. It's not, it's not required. But what it also does, if you accept family location sharing, 
It will also allow your family members' iOS devices to show up in your Find My iPhone application as well, which is really helpful because, you know, for example, if the kids say, oh, I can't find my phone, I can just go into my Find My Phone login on my Apple ID and see their devices as well. So uh, that's another way you can kind of quickly recover devices or, or locate them or make them ping and things like that. So uh, it does have a relationship with family sharing, but you can it's just a shortcut for making the relationships. It doesn't have any additional features beyond that, apart from the Find okay. My iPhone one. Okay, cool. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so I think there's a lot more that we need to cover. And mm-hmm. before we move on, we should take our first break and thank our friends at Eero. What, what is Eero, Fraser? So Eero is a way in which you can never really think about Wi-Fi again. Because Eero have created a, a dream Wi-Fi setup, which is a fast, reliable connection throughout your house and even into your backyard. And now is the best time to get on board with Eero as they've just released the new super slick second generation devices. Eero have now introduced their tri-band second generation model along with Eero Beacon, allowing you to build a Wi-Fi system that's perfectly tailored to your home. The new second generation Eero includes a third 5GHz radio, making it twice as fast as before. And this lets you do more than ever. Whatever your Wi-Fi needs, Eero has the power to blanket your entire home in fast, reliable Wi-Fi. It sits flat on any surface, just plug it into the wall with the included adapter and you're ready to connect your Eero either with Ethernet or wirelessly. The new Eero also includes a thread radio which lets you connect to low power devices such as locks, doorbells and more. And Eero are also introducing the new Eero Beacon as well. You just plug it into a wall and it expands the coverage into any room. You can add as many as you want as long as you have one basic Eero device. And it even includes a built in LED nightlight and an ambient light sensor. The Eero app lets you manage your network from the palm of your hand and you can also easily create and share a guest network too. Eero customer support is amazing. You can call and get hold of a Wi-Fi expert in just 30 seconds. The new Eero system starts at $399 for one second generation Eero and two beacons, and that's everything you need to get started. Listeners of this show can get free overnight shipping to the US or Canada when you head to Eero.com and use the promo code CANVAS. That's E-E-R-O.com with the promo code CANVAS for free overnight shipping. We thank Eero for their support of this show. So why don't we talk about the the privacy aspect of Find My Friends? Because I suppose that being this an Apple service and an Apple product, um, there there must be some kind of um, really serious um, privacy controls and safety features to make sure that maybe you know maybe you want to stop sharing your location or you want to be invisible for a period of time. I, I don't think this is supposed to be like a off and on. Like, like a simple switch like i i assume that there must be some more advanced controls yeah basically all all of the controls are in your hands so whatever you want to happen you, you can make happen and i really i think find my friends is one of the best judged feature sets of an apple app that i've seen because there are a couple of subtle things you you can do but you can't do to other people that's quite clever and, and we'll talk about some of those later on but there are a number of things you can do. Obviously, you can just stop someone from following you. You can just you can just remove them from the friend screen, and that will permanently stop someone from following you. Uh, they may send you another request, but then you can also prevent requests by tapping on. There's a section in the, in the friend screen down at the bottom, which is you, and you can tap on that, and you you've got a lot of controls in there for controlling how you have an experience of finding my friends. So you can actually turn off new friend requests on Find My Friends. If somebody is bothering you with requests, you can just turn off requests and and they won't be able to bother you anymore. But 
beyond just breaking your network of contacts, if you don't, if you want to keep the relationship, but maybe you want to hide for a little while for some reason, you can temporarily go invisible. And again, at the bottom of that friends view, the bottom item is you, and you tap that, and in there there's a kill switch for a location called share my location. And you, all you do is you flip that off, and what find my friends will do at that point is it will report to your friends, it will just say location not available. And, and sometimes that happens anyway for things like, say, if you go into an underground system or you're in a building that you can't get to the internet from your phone, uh, you would be reported as location not available anyway. So it's not necess- it's not suspicious that you you would turn that off. Uh, it doesn't look any different than if you maybe gone on the underground or something uh, in, under normal circumstances. So you can go invisible and you can you can turn it back on. And the way you know you're invisible is you show up as a red dot in Find My Friends instead of a blue dot. So yeah, your location is not being reported to anyone else. There's also uh, notification control. So in, in Find My Friends, one of the things you can do is uh, you can actually choose to alert someone else about your movements. Uh, and we'll explain how to do that in a little while. But you can actually turn that off. It's, it's, these are, those are called geofence alerts. And you can have them from everybody in Find My Friends or only people who are already your friends. So if you don't want to uh, see an alert from someone that you don't consider a friend, you can just you can restrict that notification a little bit. By default, I think it's everyone, but you can you can restrict that as well. And finally, I mentioned Federico that we I use it with my children, and there's also parental restrictions that you can set up on iOS, and part of that is Find My Friends control as well. So if you go into settings and general and restrictions, there's a whole pane there where you can turn off all kinds of things on your iOS device, but one of them is that you can prevent changes to Find My Friends. Now, it's important to realize that that is prevent changes, it's not force it on or force it off. So what you would do there is you would set it up the way you want it first, and then you would apply the restriction to prevent any changes. Because while many people would be concerned that children might turn this on and share the location with people they don't want it shared with, for some other children, it might be important for you as a parent to make sure that they don't turn it off. And uh, it just depends on the balance of your relationship there, whether uh, you want to control it for one reason or you want to control it for another reason. But either way, uh, in the general restrictions in iOS, there's part of that that controls Find My Friends as well. Hmm. You know, um, I often wish that that Apple made like um, like a family dashboard of some mm. kind for iOS, like a single place where you can go and and you can see you know shared calendars, shared reminders, and even real time locations for yeah. you know Man- members of the family. Storage on devices as well. That would exactly. be another thing. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Like because right now, like as you were describing all these settings, it just strikes me as as an obvious missing feature from iOS. And I think I'm actually looking in my I have a a series of notes in Bare um, about iOS 12. <laughs> uh, you know some some yep. kind of wishes that I have and there's a family dashboard just just this and uh, and i was thinking about this a few months ago that it would be useful to have this kind of now like a single place where you can go and you have like different types of controls uh and it just seems to me that location would be would be an ideal type of widget if you will for that kind of dashboard yeah yeah and, and things also like being able to see like which which apps are installed on your kids devices that would be another great thing uh, you're basically talking about a lightweight device management server for for mm-hmm. families. I think uh, some of the capabilities those those do exist in MDM servers, but they're not something that normal people would just set up and, and organize for their family. So, yeah, it would be nice to see Apple do a bit more of that on iCloud, for example. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of talk, especially over the past uh, few months. I don't know if you've been following the time well spent movement and all that, but basically, like, mm-hmm. like in a like a, sort of an organization that um, it's uh, sort of uh, it tries to promote like a healthy use of modern devices. And the idea would be that you know our kids they spend a lot of time online, and we don't really have a lot of controls as parents or as guardians mm-hmm. or as teachers as to what exactly they're doing. And even there's also the sense of that, you know, smartphone makers, Apple, Google, and, you know, all these other companies, they should probably give us better tools to monitor ourselves, to monitor what we do. And so this is not strictly related to location, but I think it's a... 2018 would be a good year to have more family-oriented features and family-oriented controls, you know, more data, more details about our usage habits and... It just comes natural if you if you assume that Apple is making like a family app, then of course location and, and something like find my friends or find my family, whatever that's called, mm-hmm. would be part of that. Yeah, I mean, you know who does a good job of that is Amazon. And what they let really? parents, they, they do a really good job on Fire Tablets. And what they let parents do is they let, they let them do things like they'll, uh, you can set um, daily time budgets for certain classes of activity on the device. So you can say like, on this device, um, this user gets one hour of gaming a day. And anything that's a game in the, the Fire App Store, uh, you it will count up if you've used, spent an hour on any app in that category. And once you've spent your hour, you've spent your hour and that's it. Um, but you can also do things like... Um, unlimited reading time so you can have the kindle app for as much time as you want or um two hours of web browsing or half an hour of web browsing or 20 minutes of video or something and uh, it's uh, it's much much more advanced than ios for example and i think apple could uh, could take a leaf out of amazon's book and what they do there because uh, as good yeah. as that service is i mean i know some people who are they're really the real ios families but they've actually bought a Kindle Fire tablet to give to their kids because of those that level of control that you have in Kindle Fire that you don't have in iOS. Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that yeah. sounds pretty cool. All right, so I think you have some final advanced uh, features of Find My Friends to cover. Uh, before we do that, we should also thank our friends at Pingdom. Sure. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Pingdom. If your website was down right now, visitors couldn't access your content or couldn't click the all-important Buy Now button, how would you know? You wouldn't know until it was too late, and that's why you need Pingdom. They give you the peace of mind you need. Pingdom will let you know the moment your site goes down in whatever way is best for you. They're dedicated to making the web faster and more reliable. If you're a Pingdom user, monitoring the availability and performance of your server, database, or website will be a breeze. They use more than 70 global test servers that emulate visits to your site, checking its availability as often as every minute. Start monitoring your site today. All Pingdom needs is a URL and they take care of the rest. Go to pingdom.com slash relayfm right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you sign up, use the code CANVAS at checkout to get a massive 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and Really FM. All right, so tell me, how do I become a Find My Friends Power user? Well, we've, we've talked about the basics <laughs> of, of, of creating relationships with people and sharing your location with people and other people sharing their location with you and how to hide from them and control your privacy. Uh, but this is where you really get into making Find My Friends work for you in a way that is very helpful. First of all, just it's just worth mentioning that if you're stuck on a PC or a Mac, right, because Find My Friends is not an app on the Mac either, you can actually use Find My Friends by signing into your account on a web browser at iCloud.com 
and you can see your Find My Friends information there. So that's just something to bear in mind if you are uh, without any iOS device, but you want to see how uh, where, where people might be. We've already mentioned using favorites. That's very helpful if you have people who uh, maybe aren't necessarily always in your local location. So they may not show up right on the map that you see, uh, but you want to be able to get to them quickly. You set them as favorites. You just swipe on their name and tap the star button and they're a favorite and that's that. But really where the power comes in is notifications. And there's two kinds of notifications, really. There are one-off notifications that you can set on other people, and there are persistent notifications that you can set on yourself where other people get notified about your movements. So let's talk about the basic notification first. Uh, and this is the one that I tend to use, say, like when my wife's at work and I want to know when she's leaving so that I can get ready for her coming home. Uh, what you do there is you tap on the friend and at the top of the friend view, there's a button that says notify me. And when you hit that button, it will come up and say notify me the next time this person. And then you can choose leave or arrive. And then you can choose a location. And there's a couple of shortcuts given for you there. One is uh, their current location and the other one is your current location. So the obvious application there is let me know when this person is on has left and is on their way here. Or let me know when this person gets here. But you can also choose other locations. So a, a, a good example of that might be, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago on a Friday night, I was driving uh, to another city to stay in a hotel to go to a course the next day. And my wife in that situation, she would use, uh, let me know when Fraser gets to and then put in the location of the hotel I'm staying at so that she would get a notification as soon as I arrived at my hotel in, in this other city. So that's uh, that's another way you can use that. And, and I find that useful in lots of different ways. Uh, whenever, you know, either I'm somewhere uh, or my wife is somewhere and we, I want to know when she's leaving or when she begins traveling or when her travel's finished, uh, setting up a notification is, is a very, very useful way to get reminded of these things. But the, the key thing sort of from privacy is that these notifications are one-offs. They can't be made to repeat automatically. So if I say, I want to know when my wife leaves work, I have to do that every day. Because if you think about it, if I had a, like, a constant alert every time my wife went somewhere, every time she left the house, that would be a bit creepy, right? And that you can imagine there's potential for abuse there. So uh, those are one off. And that's a really nice, subtle piece of design there, I think, from Apple that uh, you, you can't have permanent notifications of other people's movements. Yeah. But what you can do is you can persistently give other people notifications of your movements. Uh, and this is a, a tip. We've had a number of tips from people, and this is a tip from our friend Chris Finn. Uh, what he does is he has a persistent notification for whenever he leaves his work, and he, he notifies his wife of that. So in my case, I set up occasionally when I need to to monitor my wife leaving her work. But Chris sets it up so that every time he leaves his work, his wife gets a notification to let her know that he's on his way. And you can only do this for your own movements. You can't do this for other people's. And what you do is instead of going into the friend screen, you tap on me, that item at the bottom of the main screen. And then there's a button there called notify friends. And what you get there is you get a thing that looks a wee bit like an email composer. And you can enter people's contact details at the top. And then you've got three options after that. You've got send my location now, so you can do a one-off share. You can say send my location when I leave or when I arrive. And with leave and arrive, you can choose locations for either where you are at the moment or somewhere else. And then those two options reveal a third switch called repeat every time. So if I wanted to have a permanent notification to my wife for when I leave my work, I would say 
notify friends, put her details in and say, send my location when I leave and put the school's location in. And then I would turn on repeat every time so that every time I leave the school, she would get a notification on her phone to say I've left the school. Uh, and that would be until I turned it off, basically. And that's something that uh, people use quite a lot. And I suppose it's one of these things that maybe that only makes sense as a kind of uh, a spouse relationship kind of uh, a partner relationship kind of situation. It's not something you might want to use with your friends. Like, I mean, what one of your friends wants to know every time you leave the house. But uh, sometimes uh, in a family situation, that could be more useful. So you can all, just also to point out there, Federico, that you can notify multiple people in that event. It doesn't have to be just one. You can put more than one person's information in there, and that will uh, that will go to all the people who are to be notified of your movements at that point. That's a real power tip. Yeah, this is. Yeah. I think it's interesting the the, the permanent location sharing stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, because I could see I could see myself doing it. Like, uh, instead of having to ask like my mom or my girlfriend to set this up, I'm just gonna do it myself and then be like, you just need to to open this screen and you will see me. Um, which I guess is kind of similar to the location sharing that you can do on iMessage. Um, yeah, but they're actually they're actually the same. Uh, the iMessage location sharing and Find My Friends are all controlled by that same master switch. Uh, all right. If you have Share My Location turned on and Find My Friends, that setting will sync to iMessage as well. Okay, so yeah. then that's pretty nice. Yeah, nice, okay. Uh, I have even more tips if you want to hear them. Well, I yes, have them from I, I want to hear all the tips. Yeah, okay. all, all the tips. Um, one of the ones, uh, this comes from our friend Merlin Mann, who is a big fan of uh, giving a custom name to specific places. So... With every location that you find somebody in and find my friends, you can actually put a custom label onto that place. So you could say like, you know, um, a swimming club or mum's house or uh, school or work or the library or something like that. And what happens there is when you see the friend screen, uh, you've got the name of the person and underneath, if you have a custom label or if, if iOS location services can come up with a name for where they are, it will show that name under the person's name. So you could see like, you know, uh, you know, my wife's name and then, you know, her work or the kid's name and school or whatever, or swimming club or something like that. And one of the other reasons this is really useful is you can use that when talking to Siri. So Find My Friends is actually integrated with Siri as well. So you can see things like, where's my wife? And it will know that, you know, Carolyn is my wife and she and I have a relationship in Find My Friends. So from Siri, I can actually see on a map where, where my wife is. And you can also set up these notifications, say things like, uh, Siri, tell me when my wife leaves her work. And if you have a location label, you can get maybe a more natural way of speaking to Siri about people's locations than if you if you just say her current location, for example, when you maybe don't know that that's exactly where she is right at that point. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like I like labeling things. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Even if you just do the sort of ten most common uh, ten most common places that your folks go to, uh, that can really smooth out your interaction with Siri. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing I've got is just something to observe. Um, for most people, their iPhone will be the device whose location gets shared to everybody else because the iPhone is the one that you often have with you. Uh, but you can also access Find My Friends on an iPad. So you will see at the bottom there, it says location being shared from another device just to indicate that the one you're looking at is not the one that's being shared with other people. But you can also, you can flip that around and if you go into the me panel, you can change share location from and you can actually flip it to any of your other iOS devices on your account. 
But if you're also using a cellular Apple Watch, and this is where it gets really cool, uh, normally that still uses your phone, but if the watch disconnects from the phone, say you leave the phone at home and you go out for a jog or a walk, Find My Friends will actually automatically switch to sharing the location from your cellular watch as well. So you don't even have to take your phone with you if you've got the cellular watch as well. So that's uh, just something to bear in mind if you're I've seen it happen sometimes where people maybe change devices. Uh, they, they get a new phone and sometimes I've seen them sort of, maybe there's a button they press and they don't quite understand what they're doing, but they've accidentally flipped their location sharing to their iPad instead of their phone. Uh, and that can be confusing sometimes. Like, you know, why why has my mother not left the house in like four days? <laughs> it's because her iPad's at home and she's, she's away. But uh, uh, just be aware that you can actually share your location from a different device if you need to as well. Um, that may also be a useful thing to do, say, if you're traveling abroad and you have a different phone with a local uh, with a local SIM card abroad, you might want to share your location from that device rather than your normal home phone as well. This is a, this is a lot to talk about, uh, yeah. to, to, to think about. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. in the sense of I never really considered, um, honestly, uh, setting up Find My Friends like, like as a serious thing, like as a single place to go to. So... The, uh, we've been using my girlfriend and I very sporadically, I should say, um, the picnic mm, family service, and it's close to the idea of a single family dashboard. Uh, like you have this actual dashboard with a bunch of widgets, like tiles, for different functions, like uh, recipe organization or meal planner or to-do lists or calendars, and there's also a location feature. And it it's kind of similar to Find My Friends, but with fewer controls, I think. You can track the the location of another family member, and that's pretty much it. I think you can send maybe a message. Um, you can enable notifications for family places, but I don't think it's, uh, you know, the, this feature is called the family locator. I don't think it, it, it is as advanced, surprisingly, mm-hmm. as Find My Friends is. Um But uh, there's a lot here to just even... I think this is one of those shows where I will have to go back and listen again uh, because I want to set this up, like, for real. I want to talk to my mom, I want to talk to my girlfriend, like when I leave for WWDC, and I want to make sure that people in Italy can track me, but also I want to set it up for, like, when I'm in the States. So I want to try and convince Mike and Steven and John, maybe, uh, you know, whoever is the closest to me in San Jose, um, to use this because I think it can be useful especially if you're organizing like going somewhere with a group of friends and then meeting with someone else at another location so this is a collection of like there's a lot here to digest Uh, because I honestly I didn't think that Find My Friends was going to be this um, deep, surprisingly. Yeah. 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 It, it, once you start getting a few people up in the system, you start to realize, oh, I can do this and I can do that. And and even though, even if you understand all the, the features of the application, how you actually use them depends a lot on your relationships with those other people as well. So, for example, I don't really use the sharing for an hour or sharing for a day. Except in the odd circumstance, I tend to use the more permanent ones because I only use it with kind of close friends and family. But I imagine if you were maybe using it more for more social events, you would probably be hitting the, you know, let's share a location for the day that we're going to a football match or something. Uh, just so if we get lost from each other, we'll, we'll be able to find each other again. And then that all cuts off at midnight or whatever. So it just very much depends on, there's a lot of social um, dynamics going here as well. It's not just, it's not just the technical alone, it's, it's social as well. 
All right. This was really useful. Thank you, Fraser. Yeah, you're welcome. I think it's uh, it's an underappreciated app, I think, and it's built into every iOS. I think it's been, it's, it used to be an, uh, an App Store app back when it had a nice leather user interface, if you remember. Uh, Find My Friends was famously the one that had a kind of rich Corinthian leather uh, interface with stitching and things like that, and now it's, it's a lot more uh, iOS 11 now. Uh, but it's also been built into iOS since iOS 8, so everybody's got it, and that's the cool thing about it, is everybody's got it, so you can... Uh, you can quite easily set up parents and, and people like that with it. I think one a cool feature, you were mentioning WWDC, Federico, I think a cool feature would be uh, if you were able to say to iCloud, like, in this little area, for this period of time, actually just broadcast my location publicly uh, for things like that. Because imagine in somewhere like WWDC, there's a lot of people you might want to maybe bump into or organize a quick meeting with, but you don't want to have to sit, try and set up this kind of weird formal relationship with just for the uh, the possibility of a meeting. So uh, it would be quite fun to see if that could be a feature in the future as well. Just, you know, when I'm at this event, you know, share it with everybody and see who can find me. This is a, a lot of a lot of material to go over. <laughs> uh, that, that's my, my challenge to you for this show is go and, uh, go and share your location with somebody. Yes, and, and yeah. I should say there's a lot of stuff here to 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 learn but also it doesn't sound confusing unlike you know home kit or the home <laughs> app so yeah. yeah nice job yeah 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 okay so Federico, let's leave it there for this show this has been canvas episode 55 uh, getting the most out of find my friends and or getting everything out of find my friends because i don't think i know of any features that we haven't mentioned tonight there will be uh, show notes for this episode will be at relay.fm slash canvas slash 55. You can catch us online. The show is underscore canvas FM on Twitter. I'm Fraser Spears. Federico is Vitici, and we'll see you all next show.